Hello and welcome to the Pivot Podcast. The Pivot Podcast. Where we go episode by episode and talk all about the show Friends, the 90s, and everything in between. I'm Natalie. And I'm Tiana. Now let's pivot. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Pivot Podcast. Forewarning, Natalie's got the giggles <laughs> and some crazy energy to start us off. I don't know what just happened, but let's just say that it got edited out and you guys are lucky it did. <laughs> you don't need to hear it. All right. Season one, episode nine, the one where underdog gets away. Our first Thanksgiving episode. Yes. So excited. T and I were talking and these are 100% some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. And shout out to Jamie Westall from Atlanta, our listeners. These are some of her favorites yes. as well. Thanks for giving us your opinions, Jamie. Love to hear it. Yes. Keep them coming. But Thanksgiving episodes. So, so just the cornerstone of friends, in my opinion, just great episodes. I don't think there is a bad Thanksgiving episode. I would totally agree. And I don't think that they realized at first what they were getting into with the Thanksgiving episodes. Mm -hmm. And then... It's just like a cash cow for like rolling laughter every single one. And I think they're so good because they usually are all together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those episodes where it's not like piecemealed or mm -hmm. whatever it's called. But yeah, yeah. I, li I like that a lot too. Yeah. Usually the Thanksgiving episode, we've got them all listed here. Mostly episode eight or nine. Mm -hmm. Kind of depending on how it falls within the year, I think, and when it would be released. Mm-hmm. But our first one is the one where Underdog gets away. Which, did did you know who Underdog was? I did. Yeah, I mean, we weren't really big into watching the parade growing up, but we, we knew who Underdog was in, like, the cartoon. It's a cartoon? It's a cartoon, yeah. Underdog. I can't remember what he says, but he says something like, let's fly, or... Is he, like, a bear? He's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> underdog. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, just pretend that didn't happen. Yep. Ignore that. It's Chandler snap. Yes. Goes away. We'll get to it. But the Chandler snap, if you know, you know. Yes. So Natalie, who are our writers, directors, and air date? We have the Jeffs are back. Jeff. Jeff Greenstein and Jeff Strauss. Yay. And then as always, our favorite director, James Burroughs and his beam. James Burroughs beam. James Burroughs beam. Our original air date is November 17th, 1994. All right. Well, we'll take a quick break. We're going to get into the one where Underdog gets away. Start of our Thanksgiving episodes. Here we go. Handmade goods are becoming more and more rare these days. You can support our newest sponsor, the Stitch Sisters, and keep handmade artisans thriving. The Stitch Sisters crochet handmade goods, anything from beanies and headbands to Christmas ornaments. Check them out at Etsy at The Stitch Sisters Store or find them on Instagram at Stitch Sisters Store. Okay, we're back, and I still can't believe that I thought Underdog was a bear. Uh, I'm never going to get over that. What was that? I don't know, but it gives me more giggles now. <laughs> <laughs> Underdog. Underbear. Underbear. <laughs> okay, episode recap. What are we doing today? Thanksgiving episode. So our episode opens with Rachel in the coffee shop asking for a $100 advance on her paycheck. So she can pay for a ticket to go skiing in Vail with her family for Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, Rachel, you're so shoop. special. Shoop, shoop, shoop. 
I thought this was so interesting, and I have been thinking about this, and I've thought always thought on this episode. Hundred dollars. We're gonna go to Vail. Is she? Is it the lift ticket? Is it the airplane ticket? That's a good point. I didn't even think about it because like, that seems like nothing. That can't be. That that cannot be the airline ticket. No. So I did some research. The equivalent of hundred dollars in nineteen ninety four is equal to two hundred and one dollars and nine cents today. Okay. Lift ticket. That's what I'm thinking. Because the, the average domestic round trip airfare um was around like, let's say like three hundred to the mid five hundreds in today's dollars. Yeah, especially from New York to Colorado, it's like yeah, yeah. Especially if you're flying directly into Vail. Yeah, and then a full day lift ticket at Vail or Beaver Creek was forty six for adults and thirty three for children. Oh God, <laughs> Those are the times. Oh my God, that hurt my heart so much. Now right it's now. like three hundred. <laughs> Jeez, it's ridiculous now. So what is she buying with her $100? You think a lift ticket? I, I think maybe a lift ticket, maybe like... Because if her dad's not paying for a lift ticket, he's not paying for her airline ticket. No, maybe he is. Maybe. The math doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I think this is one of those where we're going to go ahead and preemptively point out a continuity here. It's just... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... Monica then, we're still in the coffee shop, Monica finds out that Ross um, that Ross and her parents are going to Puerto Rico for Thanksgiving. Ooh, that sounds lovely, actually. Ross is pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so Monica tells Ross that she'll cook dinner at her place and make it just like mom's. I didn't realize this is Monica's first time hosting Thanksgiving. Oh, yes. Okay. And that's why there's so much pressure on her. Mm-hmm. But this is where we start to see Monica kind of like she's a chef. Yeah. So we start to see, okay, hear her skills being put to the test now. Yeah. And, and I think it's cute. She's going to host, of course, Ross being the whiny baby. Like, <gasps> it's not, what are we with moms and like the traditions? And he wants those potatoes with lumps. With the lumps. No, Get over it, Ross. Get over it, big baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Joey comes in with makeup next. Okay. I didn't real like when you watch it again and you pay attention to the makeup. Oh my gosh, it is so funny. Yeah. He literally looks, and there's no way that this is kind of how models wear makeup. I think that he looks like he was on like the Nutcracker. Well, he's got like exactly, it's right? totally Nutcracker makeup because he's got like the pink lips and like the rosy cheeks and like the pale. Oh yes. my god, it's totally Nutcracker. Right? Oh my god. So we find out Joey got a modeling job for a health clinic. And I don't know what these are, the free clinics around the city for whatever, promoting whatever. But he got the job. Right. Monica then pulls the rest of the group since she's going to be hosting for her and Ross, what everyone's going to be doing. We find out Phoebe's going to be at dinner because her boyfriend and her grandma, her her grandma and her grandma's boyfriend celebrate in December. Because he's lunar. Because he's lunar. I don't really know what that means. I didn't even look into what that actually means. I think that that was just a joke they made. Yeah. Chandler is boycotting all Pilgrim holidays. Naturally. Yeah. Rachel is going to Vail and Joey's going to be with his family. Yes. So next up, we see Ross dropping by Carol and Susan's house to pick up his skull (laughs) that Carol borrowed for her class because she's a teacher. Yep. And uh, Ross finds out Susan is reading to the baby and he gets insanely jealous yes not a good look but it's also a huge part of ross so we will just move forward with that i think it's also too super telling that he's like a first-time dad first he doesn't understand that like reading to the baby the baby hearing your voice is an important part yes and then he like gets his like manly jealous side like well if you're gonna read to the baby i'm gonna read to the baby 
Right. This is probably one of my favorite quotes of this whole season is how he says, wow, you guys really have a lot of books about being a lesbian. (laughs) And Susan, I, I love this actress and I love that she stays around the whole series. And she's like, well, they make you take a course or they don't let you do it. I know. (laughs) Just like Roz, you dupe. Yes. I I think that's so funny. She's her sarcasm is, is one of my favorite things about her. So Ross, he ends up that he's deciding that he wants to sing to the baby. And it's so cute. He sings the tune to the 1960s TV show, The Monkees, and uh, the baby ends up kicking. Yes, which, okay, at this point, how pregnant is Carol? I did see some some comments on that online about, like, baby, it, Carol would be the only one feeling the baby kick, not yeah. Ross or Susan. Yeah, that was my first thought was, like, it took it took at least six weeks for my husband to be able to feel my daughter kick. It's six weeks after I felt her kick. Oh, okay. I was yeah. like, <laughs> Oh God, no, 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 no. What was that like? Like the first kick? It was weird. I th- it feels a little bit like a rubber band kind of snapping. Really? Yeah. Like inside? Yeah. That doesn't sound pleasant. It, it doesn't hurt. Like it was like kind of more of like a, like a rubber band in water. A rubber band. Oh, like mm-hmm. a thong. yeah like a little thong. <laughs> yeah that's a great example yeah a little thong thong. and then he as she grew like did he, he feel cry more. <laughs> no 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 he's mm. he's a sap on the inside he'll never show it on the he outside will, he will never never say <laughs> so let's get back to the apartment um the friends are all pitching or they all end up pitching in and buy rachel her tickets so she's going to be going to denver to Vale to shoop, shoop, shoop. Shoop, shoop. Come on down, Rach. We find out why Chandler hates Thanksgiving, and that's because that's when his parents told them that they were getting divorced. A little dramatic for Chandler, but it is like, it's Chandler. I think some kids are just traumatized by divorce. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're a kid of divorce. Would yeah. Would you say that if it happened on Thanksgiving, you would hate Thanksgivings forever? I mean, I do remember the night that they told us, mm-hmm. so... I guess if it was on a holiday, I probably would harbor some resentment. But honestly, at that age, get over it. Right. What's wrong with the food, Chandler? I mean, there's a lot of things wrong with Thanksgiving, but we don't have time for that today. That's a whole (laughs) other podcast. So we see Joey and uh, it turns out he's on a poster for this health clinic, but... It's for VD. Oh, VD. The venereal disease. You have a venereal disease. It's a disease. And And his family tells him he can't come to Thanksgiving. Okay. So this is just so disturbing to me. It's like you get VD from having sex. No. Yeah. It's it's an STD. Yeah. So. (laughs) I don't know what his family is thinking. It doesn't make sense. Maybe they're just offended Italians. Like, you have a venereal disease. You don't come in my house. You're a dirty boy. You don't come. (laughs) You're a dirty penis. If you guys could see us right now, we got like the handshake. The Italian hand. You got a dirty penis. You're not coming to my house today. And no salute for you. (laughs) VD. Oh, God. That was a good one. Uh, So So he's going to Monica's. Yeah. Come on down with your VD, Joey. Yeah. So we are now on to Thanksgiving Day. It has arrived. Monica ends up making three kinds of potatoes. She's a way nicer host than I am at Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely not. I would not do that. No. So Ross needs potatoes with lumps. Joey asks for tater tots, which actually sounds really good. I was thinking that, too. The way he describes it, he's like, you get a little tot and you get, well, what is it? Cranberry sauce. Yeah, and a tot. And a tot. 
That actually does sound good. I know, right? Phoebe asked for potatoes with peas and onions, which I don't think sounds good. No. Onions, maybe, but no, I'm not a pea fan. Get that out of here. Mm -mm. So, again, Monica, way nicer host than I would ever be. Well, yeah. I'm like, I'm making these potatoes because I like them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We find out Rachel is about to leave, and then Chandler comes in. He flings in. He says, underdog has gotten away during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, and they all rush out the door. Very important question. Monica's like, got the keys, and Rachel's like, okay. Did did Monica say? Whose side are you on? I am on... Oh, I I am on um, Monica's side. <gasps> oh, I'm on Rachel's. <gasps> no, it's because of the way she says it. it yeah, I, I agree. I listened to it over and over, and I, and it was like got the keys. No, she's like got the keys. Like this, the, it's the last little uptone. No way. Oh. I think I think I could see where. Rachel would be like, oh, she said she got the keys. If you're not listening for the question at the end, Monica could have enunciated a little bit more. True. I'm going to take Monica's side because I think it was a question. Yeah. I mean, yes, it it was definitely a question. I feel like she didn't do it enough and Rachel's not paying attention enough. But okay, the bigger issue is you never lock your apartment. Why are you doing it all of a sudden now? We'll get into that in our mood points because I have thoughts. Oh, I like your thoughts. I have thoughts. So when they get back, they realize that the door is locked, the oven's on, and Rachel's tickets are inside, so she's not going anywhere fast. The guys do have a spare, but it's in a massive box with a bunch of keys. Oh, God. And they're spending forever trying to get the right one. Monica has a breakdown over everyone's potato demands and the fact that it's her first Thanksgiving and everything's burnt. Yes, that is very sad. Um, And just, I think it's Chandler. Okay, Monica, only dogs can hear you now. She She's just like, like I, gets so hot. I feel for her because like this last Thanksgiving I hosted and I definitely had at least two breakdowns. Was this your first time hosting? No, it was the second time. So you knew it was coming. I'm just assuming it's going to happen every time. Yes. Because I put so much pressure on myself and take on way too much and don't delegate enough and don't plan ahead, like do things the night before. I'm just going to accept it. Two mental breakdowns every time we host. All right. I'm just going to call you Monica at Thanksgiving now. Okay. Can. You can come over. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe I'm going to make tots next time. <gasps> Ooh, like fancy tots. I'm in. I'll, I'll be there. What about some cheesy tots? Oh, girl, you're speaking my language. Cheesy tots. Oh, ideas. It's happening. Okay. So Rachel has officially missed her flight and everyone, they get, they get into, they get into the apartment. Rachel officially starts miss, miss the flight and they start yelling at each other of like, this isn't my ideal Thanksgiving. And Monica's pissed. Cause she's like, well, why was I busting my ass for making everybody their potatoes? Yeah. Mario with his tots. <laughs> <laughs> Mario. <clears throat> Forgot that. Part. It's cute. Cause then they look across the way. Phoebe sees ugly naked guy and he's having dinner with ugly naked gal. Yes so sweet that brings the friends together because at least they have somebody on thanksgiving yes holidays can be super triggering oh yeah absolutely and so phoebe brings us all back together to remind us that it's all about who we're sharing it with yes (laughs) uh never mind the pilgrim holidays right so they all end up eating grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup and funyuns i thought that looked really good i I love i'm a sucker for grilled cheese oh yeah minus probably the funyuns but i yeah, totally. I'm down with a grilled, good grilled cheese, like oh, a really yummy, mm-hmm. melty one, and some yummy soup. I'm in. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, wait, question. Do you dip your sandwich in the soup? Oh, absolutely. Okay, yeah. I'm glad you're not a psycho. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Who doesn't do that? Psychos. Okay. If you're a psycho and you don't dip your grilled cheese, I want to know why. So (laughs) explain yourself. Please explain yourself at don'ttakemywind at gmail.com. Exactly. Chandler gives a sweet little toast here at the end, and he thanks everyone that their Thanksgiving sucked because he's so happy. It's cute. And then the last bit of the episode, Joey's in the subway. His VD poster is there and he's trying to rip off the bottom that says VD to find a new a new line. Yes. And he ends on three-time Emmy Award winner. <laughs> I love that one. That one's really funny. Yep. One of the other things as part of this episode is when he's also in the subway, he comes across the uh, – gal that he worked with right and she sees yes. the vd sign she's like oh i just i gotta leave yeah um and that's kind of interesting and i'm gonna get into some mood points about her the obsession girl the obsession girl in a little bit okay well did you like this episode our first thanksgiving episode what would you give the joey sandwich rating i would give this one a four bendy rules oh <sighs> 4.5. I'm Ooh. I'm so partial to the Thanksgiving episodes. What gives it a 0.5? Oh, it's definitely not a five because I reserve the fives. Those are like my gold stars. Those are my Grammys. Yeah. But it's so close because I love that they're all together. Mm-hmm. They all, the ensemble just always works. And I don't know what it is about the Thanksgiving ones, but they just hit differently. They, they all want their different potatoes, the tots, yeah. Mario with his tots. Mario. Can't get over it. Mario with his tots. And I think like Krabby Chandler at Thanksgiving is always a funny one. Yep. We do we do love a grumpy Chandler. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's always a really good one because that's another facet where he's not like just deflecting with humor. It's like, oh yeah, Chandler's actually kind of like mm-hmm. crotchety. Crotchety. Yeah. Oh my God. I gave it a four as well. Four Ooh. meatball subs for me. Love it. Yeah. Good. Or four turkeys this Thanksgiving. Ooh, yes. Or four cranberry tots. Four cranberry tots for this guy. Yeah, I think I love a Thanksgiving episode. Um, they always make me happy. Four. Yes. Well, I'm in a good mood. Hard four on this one. So some background research this episode. Uh, this is our first appearance of, is it Jane Sibet or Sibet? Sibit. 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 Sibit, I would say. We all know how my pronunciation yeah. goes with our Giffard. Oh, God. <laughs> so Jane Sibit plays Carol, and I absolutely adore this Carol. She's so much better than the last one. She is. And it's nothing against Anita Barone, who goes on and is in the Jeff Foxworthy show after this. But I, I just think that Jane is such a better fit. Anita Barone had, like, no... She was not interesting. She hadn't, she was like vanilla ice cream. Very generic. Yeah. Jane, like the woman that plays Carol is just, I love her. She's got a much better um, chemistry with Ross and Susan, I think. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm really glad that she sticks around the whole series. She as was well. born to play Carol on Friends. She was. <laughs> we love you, Jane. And then Laura Harris is our obsession girl. Mm-hmm. So super interesting. She was previously the face of various perfumes, Geo, Ultima 2. Oil of Olay. And she's also a psychotherapist. Like, not a psychotherapist. She's a psychotherapist. All one word. Psychotherapist. Which is really cool. I think that that's an amazing profession. Love to see beauty and brains. Oh, she's the whole package that Lara. Mm -hmm. I think it's always cute or cool when, like, actresses, like, I can think of, um, 
Who's the girl that plays Hermione on Harry Potter? Oh, Emma uh, Watson. Emma Watson. God. She's like, I think she went to Brown and like all these like really educated actors. I find yes. it so cool that they're able to do that and educate themselves while being insane actors. Natalie Portman. Yes. Super, super intelligent. Yes. She speaks like four languages. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Super amazing. I, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> we could go on forever. Yes. Girl crush. Um, and then the underdog balloon, which mm-hmm. is the underbear, in fact, a dog, not a bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was actually last used in Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1984. So mm. 10 years before this actually aired, it, it had stopped being used. Yeah. Um, so maybe an oversight. Maybe the, it's kind of like a throwback. And, and yeah. Why'd they re- pick underdog? People will relate to it a little bit. I don't know. Where do the balloons go to die? Like. <laughs> There's some big balloons, you know. Is there a balloon pasture? Balloon graveyard. Oh. For Macy's Day balloons. That is kind of sad. Where are I the wonder. balloons stored? Also, I wonder. Well, let's Google that one and then we'll we'll come back to it because that's a good question. We'll Google it on our break. Well, we'll take a quick break, do some Googling, and come back for our moo points. Moo. And we are back heading into my favorite segment, bloopers and blunders. But wait, we did go down a pretty deep, dark Macy's Day parade internet hole. Dude, <laughs> I'm still kind of mentally in that rabbit hole. So let's, uh, yeah, you're right. Let's let's go ahead and flip this a little bit and get back to, let me Google that for you. Wow. What'd you find, T? So the balloons are stored in a Macy's warehouse in and they're built and stored in Munachi, New Jersey. Munachi. Munachi. I think I'm saying it right. Munachi, New Jersey. And then they have to make the trip, right? So they have to be broken down to a maximum size of like eight and a half feet wide by twelve and a half feet high so they can go through the Lincoln Tunnel. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, that's huge. And like thinking about okay, broken down, like Broken down from what? Like they had to be huge. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And there's as many people like on one balloon. It could be as many as like 90 per balloon. Wow. Okay. And that's that's one of the things that the rabbit hole I went down. Um, I tried to find where they go, where they go when they're done. <laughs> where I they did, go to die. I did Lost Google. Balloon Island. I did Google like where they go when they die. And I did find out that in 1997, there was quite an incident with the Barney balloon. <gasps> Oh, no. And they did meet a tragic end and caught fire because it was very windy. (gasps) Oh, Barney. Very, very sad. Sorry, Barney. What happened to Barney? I think Barney got caught up in the wind and then hit a power power cord thing and (laughs) caught fire. (laughs) Barney and Fuego. Yeah, no kidding. But it is actually kind of hard to become a balloon handler. Really? Like a school? There's a school or something? I kind of wonder, you know, one of those weird odd jobs where you're like, Mm -hmm. how do you become a Macy's parade balloon handler? Like, how do you become an umpire? I feel like you have to know somebody. I did see something about like, you got to know people at Macy's for that. I could see that. I could see that. It would be... I don't know that I would really want to be a balloon handler. I don't want that responsibility. Absolutely not. No, it doesn't really sound fun because you're not getting to look at the balloon you're literally just like holding it down hoping it doesn't run into a power pole and catch fire and no one's looking at you they're all looking at the balloon so you don't even get tv exposure yeah not fun for me all right let's get into the bloopers and blunders enough googling enough googling out of the rabbit hole and into the moo points moo so storylines that didn't make sense so we actually have quite a few 
Yeah. Um, some more minor ones. <laughs> For a Thanksgiving episode that we loved. Some bloopers and there, blunders. There's some issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, calendar in Carol and Susan's house is actually set for December, but <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. It happens in November. About a week too early. They're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rachel says she'll be skiing in five hours. Uh, that is not enough time for her to fly no. to Denver, drive an hour and a half, and get on the slopes. Even Okay, no. let's say that she is going to a direct flight to Vail. Mm-hmm. No. No. As native Coloradans, take our word, not enough time. Your just flights, you, just your flight itself is probably like four hours. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way. It's four And then hours. the time change, like, no. Absolutely not. And then what? You're going to get off the plane and get right onto the ski hill? I feel like these riders have never been to Vail and have never flown that trip because they would know, like, first of all, way too expensive for $100. Second of all, you're not doing that in five hours. <laughs> Absolutely not. So definitely a big blunder there. Um, Chandler jumps into the apartment to tell the group underdog has gotten away. But when they all leave, the door is locked. It it doesn't make sense. No. He runs in. Nobody lets him in. Right. But then when they leave, it's somehow locked. Who locks the door? (laughs) The producers did. The producers. James Burroughs got in there and locked that motherfucking door. Yes, he did. (laughs) Um, Okay. Rachel's wanting to go to Vail to ski but is classically unathletic. Can we really believe that she would be able to ski? I could see that she's like that little rich princess from Long Island. I could see that she could be a skier. I could see her being a snow bunny, but I can't see her being a skier. I I just, I mean, we meet her dad in later episodes. He's a hard ass. I I could see him like driving them there being like, you are going to ski. And that's the only thing that Rachel Green knows how to do. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll give it to you, Rachel, on this one. <laughs> um, so Joey meets the girl on the subway, and this isn't necessarily like a blunder, but it's just kind of a interesting point. Mm-hmm. Is apparently used to work with her at Macy's. Also, Macy's, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Mm-hmm. Little Macy's plug. Little plug there. Um, spraying perfume. And so later on we do see him become somebody else. In, uh, I don't think it's Macy's, it's somewhere else, but he becomes the ombre guy. He becomes Bijan for men. Oh, Bijan for men. And then later on, he has to become the, the ombre guy because yeah. the other guys. He's switching to ombre. 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 <laughs> Bijan for men. <laughs> so it's kind of funny that here we have that reference. And then later on, they actually take that on as a actual scene. And this is like backup gig. Yeah, it is. Which, do they even have those people anymore? I don't think they do. That's, I don't think so. Now they're the, just the annoying people in those kiosks in the middle of the mall. Like, oh, can I talk to you, please? Like, no. You want to come buy this weird electronic thing that moves and that you'll like for 10 minutes? <laughs> Do no. you want this straightener? No. <laughs> no. Do you want your ears pierced? No. no. Not by you. Definitely not by you. No. Um. Oh, I love this one. Okay, this one is actually really cool. This isn't a blender, but this is like a weird little connection thing. Mm-hmm. Um. The song that plays when Joey's posters are seen is Don't Stand So Close to Me. Mm-hmm. And that one's by The Police from 1980. Mm-hmm. The B-side of that single in the UK was actually a song called Friends. Cute. And the lead singer of The Police is Sting. Yes. Whose wife, Trudy Styler, appears later in the series. Yes. And the drummer of The Police is Stuart Copeland, whose uncle... Hunter Copeland is married to Courtney Cox's mother. That is so random. Unpack all of that shit, will you? The drummer is... So does that mean Courtney Cox is a Nepo baby? Kinda. 
So Courtney Cox's stepdad is a police drummer. No, is the cousin of the police drummer. Whose uncle, oh God. Or nephew of the police drummer. Jesus oh, Rice, man. That one. Her uncle. Okay. That one's, that one's a lot to unpack. Yeah, that is a lot. Let's just put that in the box. We're going to put that in the box, but listen to it and take it for what it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, hard blooper. I I like this hard blooper. This one's a funny one. And mm-hmm. it's actually a long one. Yes. So Monica can't get out family when she's going through Chandler's family size bag of, you know, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving food. Yeah, exactly. So she's a family. And so she kind of like makes fun of that. And like they try to reset. And then she returns to her spot and uh, Rachel is sitting there and she's kind of like stuttering. Like, oh, oh like, so they, they can't, can't get it started again. They can't get it started again, which is really, really funny. And then what you hear is actually somebody go like, okay, very good. And you hear both Matthew Perry and um, Jennifer Anderson make fun of, I think it's, it has to be James Burroughs. It has to be. And it's like, okay, very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then they start over again. But it's it's funny. I think that it kind of also speaks to like their family within the friends uh, universe and like, they're all so close and they're very meta in their bloopers. They're making fun of the director. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Nothing hit me hard on this one that didn't age well. What about you? No, me neither. Yeah. They, they did a good job. Um, And I think that that's why this series lasts so long is it is such, such a well done one where Mm -hmm. it's, not very risque in that aspect. Risque. Risque. Speaking of risque, fashion watch. Woo! We got oh some gosh. outfits. I'm excited. This one, not as good on my meter as the last episode, but it's still up there. Yeah. So, of course, have to call out Rachel's cute blue top and apron. Apron, apron watch! <laughs> <laughs> also, in the beginning, Monica has this beautiful just red leather backpack. I'm like... That was so random. Did oh, you notice it at the beginning? I didn't notice that. But like, it was it like a tiny little kind of mini? No, no, no. It was okay. like a good size bag. Oh. Like, you can't see it now, but. <laughs> you can't see what I'm doing with my hands. Think about but... like a whole food size bag, you oh, know? Oh, okay. I, I missed that. I'm yeah. going to go back and see that because that's interesting. Yeah. This next one. Oh my God, I guys. want to vomit. Phoebe's red, blue, and orange striped shirt. My, okay, here are my notes verbatim. Good God, that's ugly. WTF. Why? Why, Why are you doing this to Phoebe? Why are you trying to make her more so much more ugly? Like, she can be woo-woo and pretty. It's okay. <sighs> I don't, yeah. Oh, my God. That whole, that, what? Gross. Done. Pass. <laughs> uh, the the stylist gets an F for that. Absolutely. You didn't have to do that to Phoebe. Nope. Um, the Obsession Girl. I thought she was so cutely styled with her little hat, her earrings, and star- a scarf. I have, like, Parisian cuteness. I My whole thing when I saw her was, like, okay, this is Tiana for, like, yeah. you would be wearing this with, like, the cute boots and, like, the stockings and stuff sitting in Paris, like, having a wine and... If only. If only. We're not in Paris right now. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Again, the Rachel haircut starting to sh- take shape. I'm not comfortable saying it's the Rachel yet, but we see. Mm-hmm. Layers. Bang. Yep. Little shorter, still kind of all of that. It, it's it's way more styled, less yes. natural. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sexy Chandler. Dude, I don't know what it was, but this just one scene, I was like, ooh, Sexy Chandler. He's got the tweed jacket. He's got the slicked back hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it just hit me. And I was like, ooh, 
Sexy Chandler's back. His hair in these last few episodes, I know last episode they made fun of him for having a gay quality, but his hair is lovely. I love his hair. It's so hot. They do a great job with his hair. It's just, it's very effortless. It's floofy. Floofy? Floofy Chandler hair. floofy. Oh, gotta love that. And then even the tweed jacket, I know that that may not be necessarily super in style, but it, it looks really good on him. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks good. Yes. Love it. So this episode, we're going into our mug and our taking of our win. So who gets your mug? My mug goes to Monica. <gasps> Me too. Okay. Is it because she literally puts the family on her back and fucking cooks three kinds of potatoes absolutely <laughs> she's so like willing to be the sister to ross and give him the lungs. oh my god the whiny brother the whiny brother and it's like okay so doing that and kind of making phoebe her peas and onions one because her mom died and you know she's she's trying to do it all and and be that friend to kind of mm-hmm. give everybody the thanksgiving that they deserve so yeah I give it to Monica for that reason. So last Thanksgiving, I wanted to do something kind of like out of the box. And I was like, screw Thanksgiving food. Like we're doing other stuff. You know what I mean? I'm making this holiday what I want. Oh my God. I think I remember this, but I can't remember what you did. Go on. I outlawed turkey. Yes. Yes. And then my family staged a coup. My mom and my brother bought fucking turkey to my house. And I was (laughs) like, you know what? You can eat that outside. (laughs) Because we got to have turkey on Thanksgiving without turkey. It's a tradition. <laughs> so you can have your turkey, but you have to eat it outside. Don't oh come gosh. in my house with so that. What was the logic about uh, banning turkey? I banned all traditional Thanksgiving food. Okay. Yes. Because I wanted to have, a, it was more like a day of gratitude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was pissed off at the pilgrims and Aren't I just we? decided, fuck it. As we should be very pissed off at the pilgrims for bringing smallpox and, you know, all those things. So (laughs) among other things. This year we had things, traditional food, but last year they staged a coup. Can you believe that? Oh, absolutely. My own mother and brother. Okay. Love you, Leah and Robert, but I can 100% see them (laughs) staging this coup and sneaking in a turkey. Yeah. So I support the no turkey and I say you're hosting it. Do it again. Watch out, you guys, next year. It's coming. No, next year I want tots. Oh, hell yeah. We're <laughs> going to do tots. I'm excited. Yeah. So who's taking your wind? Okay, Rachel. Yeah, I could see that. Is like, it the shoop, shoop, shoop? It's actually not the shoop, shoop, shoop. It is more the, Terry, I need money. And yeah. can I get an advance on my tips? And like all on those, salary and those things tips. are funny. I just, I don't know. I thought that she was a little ungrateful this episode. And then her friends go out of their way to buy her what she needs, whatever the hundred dollars is for. We still don't know. But then she gets, I I, rightfully so. Okay. She gets pissed off because she misses her flight. I get that. But I just felt like she was kind of a little bit of a brat. Yeah. I mean, her, her friends just pitched in to get her the hundred bucks. Monica is cooking for everybody. Like, she definitely has a moment of just like being bratting it, which I know that Rachel, the character Rachel gets a lot of shit for. I personally don't feel like Rachel is a bratty person. I think people overuse that. But in this episode, it's warranted. It definitely is more in this first season. You see that she's it's almost like she's just growing out of that brattiness and becoming a, 
a woman, if you will. Yeah. So, yeah, but this episode, it kind of hits it, and I'm just like, ugh, Ugh. gross. But who's taking your win, T? Can you guess? I can. Ross. Ross. Whiny Ross, you said it all through the oh recap. I'm like, that has to be who's the taking potatoes her potatoes with lumps and tradition and blah, 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 blah. They didn't tell me they were going to Puerto Rico. Like, oh my God, Ross, get over it. I know. Jeez. Can't take it. I know. Oh, Ross, we... We accept you for the whiny. He has to be there. He has to be there. Yeah. He provides some sort of seasoning to the flavor, doesn't he? I mean, I do like him in general as a character. Mm-hmm. This first season, the first few seasons are a little bit more rough for him, but I do like him in general as a character. His cadence, his comedic timing. He is a good guy at the end of all the whining and the lack of action. He mm-hmm. is a good guy. He is just whiny in this episode. So, yeah. Ross and Rachel. He would be eating turkey at my house outside. (laughs) (laughs) If they do that next year, you know what you should do is you should get some maternity pants like Phoebe and say, here, go take your turkey and here's your pants. Your Thanksgiving pants. Stretchy pants. Pants of shame. Your pants of shame. (laughs) We did it. The one where underdog gets away. First Thanksgiving episode in the bag. Woohoo. Underdog, not under bear. Oh, God. Never Never going to live that that down. down. (laughs) Thank you so much, you guys, for listening to the Pivot Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get the podcasts. We love to see a good review. It really makes us happy. Follow us along on Instagram at thepivotpod. You can also email us at donttakemywind at gmail.com. Don't be afraid of the email, you guys. Send us your thoughts. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.